0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, Lost Wolf on Stream live on blogtalkradio.com.
1: Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CL Podcast, episode number 404. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. I have a mouthful of hamburger. Oh, <laughs> much better. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're l- running a little late doing everything around here. Uh, Missus is away on a uh, a horse clinic or something like that, so I have to do all her chores as well. So, sorry about being a little late and rushed and everything else, but uh, so what? Who cares? Uh, do I have a rat? Do I have a rat? Hmm. You know what's bothering me the most is people who jump into the Facebook groups and they um, they come up with these really ridiculous ideas, but they're not original, okay? Um, for an example, we just had a new person on there who is going – Okay, so what CFL, what Canadian cities should hope, should have a CFL team? Let's see if we can expand this league to sixteen teams. Fuck off already, okay? We know what the league is doing. We've got teams that are failing, and I'll call it and say they're not doing real well right now. We're looking for owners. There is nobody stepping forward to to buy a team to start a team to do anything uh cities are not willing to put out the money to build a stadium provincial governments aren't building statements stadiums the federal government wants no part of it so where do these people think that you know the billionaires are going to fall out of the sky and build a 200 million dollar stadium for a toy football team And I'm not disrespecting the CFL in any way and calling it a a, a subpar league because it certainly isn't. I think it's a premier football league. But let's get real. They're not moneymakers like they are in the NFL. Okay? Uh, They're not, you know, these franchises aren't worth a billion dollars in climbing. Okay? You're lucky if you get your franchise fee back out of it. So, you know, there has to be these people, whoever is going to do this has to have an extreme passion for the the league and we don't see them. They're not there. They're not they're not falling out of the sky. Okay. I'd like to see one more team. One more team. That's it. Just one more team in the CFL. Possibly in London, Ontario or Windsor, Ontario or something like that. Um that would be the best place to for a football team, in my opinion. Now that is just my opinion. Okay. Ten teams is perfect. You get nine home games, nine away games, one you know, each each play each team you play home and home and away that's perfect it absolutely makes a perfect schedule we're back to even numbers we have better bye weeks we have better everything everything becomes better okay with one more team not not two teams not three teams not eight teams one more team this league would be complete okay and i guarantee you that that team is not halifax it ain't gonna happen. We'll know that in on Tuesday. I guess that's the day after the election. Um Halifax City Council um tabled their, their decision on whether to build a stadium or not for two weeks. I can't see how that would make any difference. Uh it's a no brainer. Why would they do it? Um I don't know. We'll just uh just bear with me on this one. I don't I don't know. Yeah, there's there's interest in there and I understand that, but the owners have put nothing up. They they've got no nothing at risk other than, you know, a couple thousand dollars of the marketing and a bunch of t-shirts. I mean, they haven't put up their franchise fee. They haven't been awarded a franchise. They're they're asking the state uh, the the city to build a stadium when they don't even have a team. I, I just I don't get it. I don't understand how this is even plausible. But my point being is, why do these people who are new to the group start regurgitating questions that we've asked, been asked and answered time and time and time again? Come into a group and do a search and see what subjects. You know what? If that subject has already been a atta- uh, approach so then you can go back and read it and read the answers to your questions, your queries. But oh man, it is such a pain in the ass. Okay, so um I that's a bit of that's my rant and that's about all I'm gonna do on it today. Cause it's just it's just frustrating that people are doing this. So um Charles is down in Las Vegas. Uh Mark I don't know where Mark is. Last we heard he was in North Dakota. Uh I would shake my head. Um, so we're, he's just not. I think he's gone to bed, is what he said. So I, I really, it doesn't matter where he is. He's just not available for the show. So it, we got a Will online and we have uh, Phil online, uh, two Calgarians. So let's just open up the mics here and uh, see what happens. I think I got Will's mic open and press Oh no, that's not Phil. Okay, Will, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, I am shocked and amazed at what that you just spent that you just spent five minutes on this, six minutes on this, because really? I saw that post. I saw that post today, and I scrolled by it because I said to myself, "This is thirty seconds in my life I will never get back." I know, okay. and I didn't even I didn't even bother reading it.
1: Okay. And then crap. I spent five minutes on it and I wasted your time, eh? I'm sorry about that. But
0: but but I've got a little bit of a rant myself. And I didn't realize this until I was scrolling through some stuff this afternoon. You realize the playoff spots in the East are already set, correct? As far as the yes. two eastern teams. Exactly.
1: Montreal, and they're selling tickets and Manchester, everything else. Hamilton
0: yes. and Montreal. Right. And so for the next three weeks, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, and uh Winterpeg. did I miss? Winnipeg Win- are gonna beat the fuck out of each other for playoff spots. And
1: yeah, for that home it's game. a known
0: fact. It's it's a known fact, the harder you play, the more injuries you're gonna have. Yep. And especially in the Bomber and the Stampeder back-to-back games, they're going to beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. And you got because
1: the, they're, they're
0: important games. The, and you got the two games in the East. These two teams are just going to sit back for the next three weeks because it doesn't matter if they win or lose. Mm-hmm. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, something has to change. Something has to change. In my mind, well, well, I mean, a lot of the years
1: Calgary is in that same situation, Will. Yeah, but the last five years Calgary's been in that situation where they knew exactly where they were going to finish in the playoffs. They could coast through the rest of the games. They could sit back on their bye week, and they are going to host a game, and it really didn't matter to them from what week fifteen on.
0: But they've played five competitive teams in the West continuously. Okay, And they beat all five. So they have, they have a right. What I'm talking about is the teams, there's always two teams in the East that are fucking pathetic. And, and sometimes it, three. It's just not fair. And sometimes three. Sometimes three. But the three. top two teams make it. And like I said, I don't know if there's going to be anything left of Calgary, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan by the time they get to the playoffs. Because how often has this happened in the West recently? Not very often.
1: No, Not with three so, teams tied in week 20 no. or week 19.
0: Nope. And I mean, if you value the home playoff spot, you got to go out and you got to play playoff football from the get go. Oh, yeah. If, if you play playoff football for three games, are you going to have anything left by the time the playoffs come around? This, this, and I'm sorry, this, home game home game advantage is important.
1: Oh hell yeah! Nobody wants to go into Regina. Oh. No. Nope. nope. Okay. So this goes back to something that I've i I've, I've really had this problem with with this league and the apathy, not only of the fans but of the teams, that where they say that the 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 season doesn't start till Labor Day. I'm sorry, week one games count just as much as they do in week 21.
0: Unless you're in the East. Unless you're in the East. Because you can play the first ten games and still have a playoff spot. You could lose the first ten games. Yes, you can, and you'll still have a playoff spot. So, it's a unique situation, I guess.
1: I mean, Hamilton went into the playoffs last year with a nine, 8 and 10 record. 8 and 10, and they hosted a playoff game. They hosted a that fucking is game.
0: That is In correct.
1: what world does that make sense?
0: It makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know no what? Maybe,
1: maybe we should have
0: three divisions.
1: Instead of going to one division, why don't we go to three divisions? BC, Edmonton, or, and Calgary in one division, Saskatchewan, um, Winnipeg, and uh, Hamilton in another, and Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa in another division. Top team goes into the playoffs and of each division, and then there's a wild card.
0: Or, or for that matter, how about this is kind of bizarre, but let me think this out for a second. How about if you take the top what do we take now? So there's three top teams three. that come out of the West. Three out of the West and three out of the East, correct? That's or three the theory. other teams. That's a theory. So why don't why don't we take the top four teams?
1: Well there are and, only four teams in
0: the East. No no, but you take the top four teams in the league, okay? okay. And the next two teams have a playoff game against each other to decide who goes into the last playoff position. Hmm. Then that game would mean something. Yes. And they'd have a playoff game before the playoff games. And it would give you something to be motivated for during the rest of the season. And and have... the eastern teams and the eastern teams couldn't skate.
1: Okay, so what you're saying now is uh, I, I I I'm not against this. I just want to understand it properly, and I and if I'm a little confused, and I'm sure that the other people at home are confused about this one. So explain it again to me, Will.
0: Okay, I didn't explain it right because there's more than you need. So six teams make the playoffs. Correct. Correct.
1: Sixteen. Six teams make the playoffs.
0: So you take the top five teams, maybe, and the last two teams. Out of those, out of those five teams, the next best records have a playoff game, and they play. They end up getting another playoff game after that. So you got to play. Instead of playing two games to get into the Grey Cup, you got to play three games to get into the Grey Cup if you're a bottom feeder.
1: Interesting concept.
0: I I, I, this, just, I I just pulled that. I just pulled that off the top of my head.
1: Okay, I have floated this idea several times before, and I just want to throw it out there again. Um, it, let's just hypothetically say okay, that um, there's going to be a crossover this year, okay? Well, we know that there is. There so is. we're going we're gonna to take Edmonton at an 8-8 eight eight record, and they're going to cross over and eliminate the 3-12 Toronto Argonauts, and justifiably so, okay? But there's a good chance that the Edmonton Eskimos are going to have a better record than the second-place Montreal Alouettes. That's possible I don't believe it's true this huh? year but just hypothetically work with me here and say that they do okay. why does Winnipeg with a 10 and six record currently possibly going to finish with 11 or 12 wins in the season not host a playoff game when an eight and seven Montreal team does okay I have a problem with that so what I would suggest here as opposed to the fourth place Western team, or the fourth place crossover team crossing over, I say the second place team does. Okay? So hypothetically saying Calgary right now, okay, is the top team in the West. Saskatchewan is number two. Saskatchewan crosses over to the Eastern Division and fits into where they're is. So Saskatchewan would cross over Hamilton, with 12 wins, would put Saskatchewan in second place, hosting the semifinals, and Montreal plays in Saskatchewan, and the winner of that plays in Hamilton, okay? Now, if Saskatchewan crossed over and had a better record than Hamilton, Saskatchewan would actually get the bye, okay? And that just bumps Edmonton and Winnipeg up in the Western Division, and Winnipeg then would host the playoff game. Edmonton would play Winnipeg. Calgary would be on the bye. So instead of the fourth place team crossing over, the second team crosses over in that division and fits into the, divi- uh, the opposing division, because I'm not going to say this is always a, a Western crossover to the East, um, I believe that that will always happen that way. I don't believe there will ever be an Eastern division crossover, but I can't say that with all certainty that uh, it was what, two or three years ago that it actually looked like there was going to be an Eastern crossover. It didn't happen. Um, and it's never happened. And I don't think it ever will, but mathematically it could. So we can't just, you know, discount that. Um, so, I think that that's a better way of doing it because then it's fair to Saskatchewan who had a a very good record ends up in second place or, or worse, even Winnipeg, which is tie, but loses the season series hypothetically doesn't even get to host a playoff game when their record is substantially better than the team on the other, other side. Now I've always said that this is a better way of doing it. I'm not but opposed take, to what you said. I just want to think about it. If you it a take bit. what I,
0: if if you take what I think, think about this, okay? There could be, if you take the top five teams, in some situations, the top five teams could be Western teams.
1: Yes, very well.
0: Okay, and then
1: whoever's I, I doubt left over
0: play it. but it's possible. play each other. Well, it's possible whoever's left over play each other. And then they have to come to the last. They have to whoever the last. How oh, can I say this? No, that's not going to work either. I mean, they they don't get a they don't get a home playoff game other than that first round. Okay, and most of those teams are going to be shit anyway. So who cares who gets the home playoff game? And if it's an all Western, if the top five are all Western, they all get playoff games. You know what I mean? I,
1: I know exactly what you know what you mean, and you know right now there is a very small percentage of our fan base are Eastern people, but they're just screaming at you. They're just absolutely screaming mm-hmm. at you because of the possibility that an Eastern team doesn't get a play, home
0: playoff game.
1: Well, quite honestly, they shouldn't if they're shit.
0: Well, okay? but but Hamilton they will, without get, question, they'll get the Hamilton. They'll get the first round of the playoff game, and that'll be a home game. And then after that, they have to come west if the top five teams are from the west. And I know there's lots of fans out there in the east who probably don't like this. But what I'm saying is the eastern teams, for the most part, are pathetic. And you have to change something to make them get better. Yes. Yes. And they, that would be the, one of the things to make them get better.
1: The, the apathy right now in the Eastern Division is there, and it's strong, and it always has been because it doesn't take much. N.Y. Toronto is year in year out acceptable with a subpar team, and then every once in a while they'll make the playoffs and and and, and win a goddamn Grey Cup, and then the next year there's shit again. Uh huh. So. Uh huh.
0: I, I, I just it's I just, just
1: I'm challenged by it.
0: And I and I don't have an issue. I always think there should be an east and a west separation just to keep fans going. Okay, but like I said, we'll see. What if what if I mean let's face it, Hamilton's a good team this year, okay? They are, without question. What if what if like I said, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Edmonton? and Calgary beat the shit out of each other, they're not going to do anything against Hamilton in the Grey Cup.
1: Well, that's not necessarily
0: true, and you know it. It's not necessarily true, but it could poss- it could be a possibility.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, hey, you know what? We could have three quarterbacks go down in the next two weeks.
0: Absolutely. Right? A-
1: Absolutely. And, and one of them is not going to be um, – Dane Evans because he's on cruise control right now. He may not even play any more games.
0: He may not even
1: play. Yeah.
0: If I had as good of a season as Dane Evans has had and I'm making $55,000 a season, I'm not playing games that don't matter.
1: No. Why should I risk my body?
0: Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think they think that way, but they're the guys. No. They're not running the show. The general managers and the coaches are running the show.
1: And and you know seriously, if I was a general manager and or a coach, and I've got my my quarterback, and I have no backup, I have no quality backup. I mean,
0: Saskatchewan's
1: mm-hmm. in the same position where their quarterback of record right now is their backup, right? Or was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Why would you risk? Why would you risk? Right now, Saskatchewan has no choice but to play Cody Fajardo hard because they're going for a a playoff game and a bye. Great. They're fighting for top spot.
0: Winnipeg and Calgary are the same. Because they can all get top spot still. So, I don't know. I just one of those things that just irked me today. I just happened to notice it because I didn't realize it, and I, I was looking at the rest of the CFL schedule, and I scrolled down to the Eastern semifinal, and Montreal's logo was already there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they don't have to worry because they made the playoffs, yeah, and they're just going to sit back and see who they play. Mm. So, and and you would too,
1: and it's and like I yeah. said before at the beginning of this, it's no different than. The beginning of the – or uh, the Calgary for the last five
0: to eight years. You know what I mean? Three or four, but yeah, okay. Three or
1: four, whatever. No, nope, right? I
0: get it. I get it. Yep. And okay. and you know what, though? In most of those games, Calgary did play their starters, but the effort was just not there.
1: No. That's why you I know, always like BC to play of, Calgary at the last game of the season because, you know, it, it, it's a favorable of, game for BC.
0: Right, instead of Bo Levi Mitchell running for 40 yards to win the game, he just falls down. Oh, wait a minute, he doesn't run at all. Does that
1: any? Yeah, he yeah, doesn't run any, <laughs> I, I What is he got two carries for two, uh, six yards or something this year? I think it's four <laughs> yards, every sorry. Week, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Every
0: week, every week on his podcast, he has this open line part of it, and they all ask the same question. <laughs> How come Why? you don't run the ball? How come you don't run the ball? On that not interception you threw, and that interception you threw the other night when you threw the ball across your body and they picked it off and ran for a touchdown, you had like seven yards. It, this was the question today. You had like seven yards you could run, and Bo Levi's answer was, "Well, that's not true," he said, because because you know a linebacker sees me, and so we're probably going to meet at three and a half yards. And he says, and he says this, and he says, I'm not a good, very good athlete, so they'd probably beat me at four yards, and I'm not gonna get the, I'm not gonna get the first down. So I threw the ball. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> you gotta be,
0: you gotta like a guy who's honest like that, okay?
1: Yeah, you gotta work to your strengths, and that running the ball is not one of his. Nope, nope. And I can accept and that. By the I, way, I don't blame Bo Levi Mitchell for that one. I really, I don't. Okay. I that's not one of my problems that I have with him, you know? It's honestly. It was
0: it was, it was quite funny because what I did notice on the tape, because I did watch the game, that play where he threw the interception, he should have looked downfield because Eric Rodgers was streaking down the middle of the field. He could have hit him for a touchdown. Yeah, but, well, should have, could have, would have.
1: Okay, yeah. hey, so now that we're 22 minutes in the show, I have to ask this question right now. Should we bring Phil in or not? Phil, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Why don't you jump into the conversation that we're having? You got no input on that, lying, or are you just enjoying yourself?
2: I, both. I I I've been dying to jump in because uh, I really love both of your ideas on a playoff format, I, and particularly Will's. I you know I I'm I'm always been in favor of getting rid of the. The division, the East and West divisions, and Wills is is the best one I think all around for the CFL. Put five teams only in the playoffs, and get uh, actually get one more playoff gate out of it for the CFL. You'd, you'd end up with six total playoff games, in, including the Grey Cup, instead of the current five total total games. And less of the good teams would get a pass with only having to win one game to get into the Grey Cup which I've always been in favor of as well.
1: Okay. First off, I want to share an argument. And and the one thing that I learned many, many years ago is if you're going to debate somebody, you better be able to debate both sides. Okay. And although I am totally and completely in favor of uh, the concept of not necessarily one division, but of trying to change the format so that it's not so biased against the West and, and, and in favor of the Eastern division is that the majority of people in this country live East of the Manitoba border. Okay. And, and that's, that's just simply a fact. Okay. There are four teams in that division, in that area. There are four teams in that division and, that is where the majority of the population is. And when you have the majority of the population over there, you have the majority of the money, okay? you got the majority of the sponsorships. you got majority of the, especially with Toronto being the big city, okay, the big smoke. Um, as soon as you eliminate the Eastern Division and Eastern teams no longer host a playoff game, you're going to run into some problems where you're going to start to lose fan support and recognition and I think you're going to get your TSNs or whoever is going to start balking at covering the league because of that so you don't want to you know yeah you got to be careful I think it's-, it's a <laughs> double-edged sword and, and you have to be very careful not to piss off the Eastern fans I do it all the time because I have fun doing it but I'm I, I'm a podcast amateur dickhead, okay? And I, I, I admit that. TSN can't do that. The CFL can't do that. They can't go piss off the Eastern fans. I have fun with it. It's a sport for me. It's not for them. It's serious. It's their money. So they have to be very careful about this East-West tradition that's always been there. Personally, we need to do something to make the Eastern teams respect the league. And right now, I don't think they respect the league. Ottawa, Toronto, and for the most part, Montreal, do not respect the league well enough to build decent teams. And And that, that,
2: to me, is bad. That's where I think, Christopher, the one division would increase the competitiveness Each and every Eastern team. Particularly, we'll see less of this one-year wonder of Eastern teams. We'll see them building better franchises, better teams.
1: Okay. And And I hope you're right. But as it stands right now, every playoff game would be in Western Canada. Okay. Okay. I mean, we got Hamilton as an anomaly that actually did really well this year. But for the most part, if you go back after the last five seasons, you would not have a playoff game in Canada. Okay? You wouldn't do it. And there would be no fans at those things. And, and let me tell you that somebody in Toronto and the Argo Lifers, who to me are a, a fabulous organization of hardcore CFL fans that support their Toronto Argonaut team, they would absolutely lose heart. Once the season's over, their team nothing matters to them. And who gives a shit whether Edmonton and Calgary are in the playoffs or that they're playing each other? That's Labor Day. That's not the playoffs. I mean, how can you how could Toronto fans support a a Eskimo Stampede or Grey Cup game? Well, and for it's the next five reality. years it would be like that.
2: This, this new we reality could lose is. lose
1: the league before those teams get good.
2: You're right. TV, TV revenues, particularly in southern Ontario, are very important and they've been very strong. But the reality is, if the Toronto Argonauts are on the road for a playoff game in Edmonton, you're still going to get those TV viewers. It's bucks in the seats are not as important as they were. Uh, one time when, when the concept and, and this protection of the Eastern conference w- was, was protected so strongly before, and it hasn't come up since because it's sort of a no starter. Yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate to the one division thing. Yep. I, I'm not opposed to one division. I'm just throwing out the negatives of it. Right. I mean the pros and cons, the yin and the yang on this subject, and there are cons in a one division and they could be the death of the league. And to me, that's too big of a risk to take.
2: And you're probably right, Christopher, because we're not, we are not a strong. We're not solid. No. And we never have been, but it looks like we're there. And then we get the rug pulled out from underneath us.
1: Yeah. So I'm not at, at, as a CFL fan. Okay. I I am not prepared to put my league at risk by saying we're going to go to one division because I think that the fallout from that could be, could be, could be severe and, and unsurmountable to recover from. And that to me is too big of a risk to take. I'm okay throwing one team into the Eastern division because they deserve to. I just don't think that it's always got to be the bottom team. I think we should, the top team, the second place team needs to cross over, and then he needs, that team needs to go into the, the Eastern Division, and I'm going to use the Eastern Division because that's the way it is, in the place in which they, their, their record allows them to. If they are the number one team, then they get the bye. If they're the number two team, they get to host the game. If they're the number three team, then they, you know, they're 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 crossing over in the third position, just like normally would. But I can't yeah, see I like how, you know, if, if you look at the, the the standings, and not this year because this year was a bad example, okay. And let's go to standings and go back a year, okay? Let's oh, let's go to two thousand and eighteen. Now that's a Two thousand no two thousand seventeen was that the one I was looking for? Yes, two thousand and seventeen is an example, okay? We have the Calgary Stampeders finishing thirteen and four, Winnipeg twelve and six, Edmonton twelve and six, Saskatchewan ten and eight. Okay? That's the top four teams in in, in the Western Division. In the Eastern Division, we had number one Toronto finish nine and nine, five hundred football the crossover team Saskatchewan had a better record than the number one team in the East. Okay? They had a better record. And how, how is that possible that Edmonton at twelve and six didn't get to host a playoff game? When a eight and nine Ottawa Red Blacks team did. I don't understand what world that makes sense because it doesn't.
0: That's a good, that's a good point too. So, right? Twenty seventeen. Great example.
1: Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Now I, I know that that doesn't happen every year, and I'm not purporting it to be happen every year. But in, in twenty eighteen, go up one year, okay? Which because we can't really do twenty nineteen because we don't know what how things are going to finish. Montreal may win three games and actually look respectable for the end of the season. So, um, let's not play with this year. Um, you had the 9 and 9 BC Lions crossing over and the 9 and 9 Edmonton Eskimos missing the playoffs completely. Okay? But in second place, hosting a playoff game, you had Hamilton at 8 and 10. Okay? So, the second place team in the West last year was Saskatchewan at twelve and six. Saskatchewan should have crossed over to the Eastern Division with their twelve and six record and taken first place with a bye over Ottawa at eleven and seven. Okay? So Calgary gets a bye, Saskatchewan gets a bye, Winnipeg hosts a game, Winnipeg hosts BC Lions, and Ottawa hosts the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The winner of those play the two teams that got the bye, which was Calgary in the West and Saskatchewan in the east. Yes, you could have a Saskatchewan Calgary Grey Cup. But I'm sorry, if those are the two better teams, then so be it. Okay? I don't understand how you feel that you have the right to host a playoff game with an eight and ten record. It's embarrassing. I think that's
2: that's good stuff, Christopher. You you nailed it right there. Yeah. Twenty eighteen is another good example.
1: Well, and well, you can go back to twenty sixteen. It's no different, right? I mean, twenty sixteen, we had we had a seven and eleven Hamilton Tiger Cat team hosting a playoff game. You had an eight and nine Ottawa Red Blacks team getting a bye, eight and nine. Okay. The crossover team from the West that year was Edmonton, and they had a 10-8 and eight record.
0: It got Ottawa real quiet. The great
1: cup. And Ottawa won the Great Cup. Went into the playoffs at 8-9 and nine with a tie.
2: Right? 8-9-1. Yeah. and one. That's a Marcus Crandall I mean, year. I mean, that happens, but uh, usually you've got to win two road games to get to the Grey Cup and be a 1989 Riders or 1990 Winnipeg Blue Bombers to be when able to do something like that. You're a sub
1: 500 team. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't expect to host the playoff game. Bottom line. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's interesting because the East wouldn't always be out of it because if you go back to 2015, Edmonton was had the best record. They were 14 and four. Calgary was tied 14 and 4. BC was 7 11. Winnipeg was 5 and 13. The East, Ottawa was 12 and 6. Hamilton was 10 and 8. Toronto was 10 and 8. So it would yeah, work both if, ways.
1: And if you look at it, Montreal at 6 and 12 was almost a crossover team. Yep. Right? I almost. mean, BC was only one game up on them. Well, two for a crossover yep. happening, right? And, and it could very easily have been BC failing two more games and Montreal, you know, getting in there. It could that could have easily have been an, an Eastern crossover. It didn't happen. Uh huh. Nope. And you know, but it could have. So it doesn't always happen the way that we're we're, support, we're proposing it to be. It just doesn't. But the years that it does, it needs to become fair. And an 8-10 yep. eight and, eight and ten team, or 8-9-1 and one team, shouldn't be getting a bye in and a, and a, and a home playoff game. Not when there's three other teams that have got better records. You're right. So, I, I really believe that the, the, the second-place crossover makes the most amount of sense to saving the two divisions. And if you want to save the two divisions and keep the East-West rivalry and keep the tradition and keep the honor and keep everything else to do, then that's that's the, the solution to the problem or a, a, a theory of a solution to the problem. But if you're going to scrap the, the divisions completely, there, there's a plethora of different ways of, of do of skinning this cat. Will does have a good one. Okay. And you know
0: what? And here here's an interesting concept. You go back to two thousand and one. And you had know, Winnipeg in the that? east. Winnipeg in okay. the east. They they yeah. were fourteen and four. Hamilton was eleven and seven. Montreal was nine and nine. Toronto was yep. seven eleven. But you go to the go to the West. Edmonton who won the West was nine and nine. Calgary was eight and ten. BC was eight and ten. Yeah. And Saskatchewan was six and twelve. So we were pathetic that year. It, without and, question. Okay, and of course, you know who won the Great Cup that year. Okay. The eight and ten Calgary Stampeders. Marcus okay, so with Marcus Crandall. It wasn't the fourteen so, and
1: four Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I'll tell you that.
0: No, that, sir. it wasn't no, nineteen ninety. But if they had a one in 2001, we'd have nothing to talk about today. Anyway. And speaking of Marcus
2: Prandall, uh, Christopher, you were throwing some shade at Marcus the other day. Never. And so I thought he's, I would check my his, hero. his college stats. And he actually uh, uh, set 35 passing records at Eastern Carolina, which is the same college as a, one Darian Durant. And uh, – uh, one other writer quarterback to come afterwards. Lots of Marcus Crandall's passing records still exist at East Carolina. I'm not
1: dissing the guy. I just have fun because Will brings this up all the time, this 2001 you know, you know what, 8 Phil, and 10 Calgary team.
0: Phil, we'd have to look at this further and closer. We'd have to see what kind of receivers Marcus Crandall had in university because I guarantee you, his longest pass was 12 yards, and they ran with the ball. Okay, and that's why he was so good.
2: That could be.
0: The guy could. The guy couldn't throw the ball after past 30 yards. Okay. He okay.
1: So if, if one of the anyway. 35 records that he ha- that he holds at, at Eastern Carolina or whatever the, the the school was is yak yards, Will yeah. Will
2: could be correct no. here.
0: I Most could be Most amount of correct. yak yards. Okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry. The anyway. number was
2: thirty. Thirty passing on offensive records. Okay. He uh, was. a candidate for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award in 1996.
1: <laughs> Marcus Crandall and Golden Arm do not go well in the same sentence. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, we've digressed here just a should little bit. Should we talk
0: about? Should we talk about games a little bit? Yeah, we, we don't got have lots of time. Don't have to talk very long about them. No, we don't.
1: We, we we got lots lots of time. We're just on, we're on a roll here, and we're on this playoff format. It was your rant that started this, by the way. My rant was over at, at like eight twenty-two. Now we're over at eight forty-one. So we're almost about the same well, amount of time. And I just we, think that we, there needs to be a change in the playoff format. There just yep. needs to be. And in all honesty, and, and I want to make it fair for both divisions. I want it to be able to work in both. Directions and in 2001, it would have okay. In 2001, well, but I, but I, Hamilton would have crossed over, Edmonton, who was the first place team, would have been become the second place team. I don't have a problem with that.
0: Well, you really, know what? What we have to wait for is at the gray cup time. I know Randy Ambrosio is going to make an announcement and he's going to tell everybody that the 2022 gray cup is going to be in Tijuana. Mexico, okay, <laughs> just to attract some Mexicans, okay, and um, and some guys will like that, because you know it's going to be nice, and you don't have to wear a snowmobile suit to go to the game,
1: so, yeah, or a catheter,
0: there you go, and you could, and you could you probably, you don't want to get out of your snowmobile suit
1: just to take a piss,
0: you could probably play a football game in, in, in the bull ring or something out there, so, you know, no,
1: sad. No, I I don't think we're going to have a game in Tijuana. Okay, I just I don't think the population in Tijuana would warrant it. Um, you know, maybe Cabo San Lucas or something, but Tijuana no.
0: Okay. Just a suggestion.
1: Okay. Nah, Brandy, it was a if one. you're
0: listening, Brandy, if you're listening, there's one for your books, buddy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, not not in Tier One. I, I'm I'm not on that. I'm not on the same page. I would love to Mexico see some City. exhibition games in United States.
2: Mexico City every year for the Grey Cup.
0: Yeah. I'd go. I'd go. I would go. I'd go. I'd go, buddy. Mexico City, baby. Twenty-two yeah, million think... people. Ooh
1: party on. Yeah, yep, I think absolutely. that that would be a good thing. Yeah, in fact, if we're going to do that, then we shouldn't start our season until Labor Day. So, have the playoffs down in Mexico.
0: Well, and and you know what? If you got 3% of the population of Mexico of Mexico City, you'd have a sold-out stadium.
1: A 3%, I think it'd be less than that. 0.3% and Not I mean, to mention whatever. the amount of CFL fans who would travel to it. Yep. Oh, I mean, let's serious. We should put up a poll on the Let's Talk Facebook page and say, uh, yeah, if the uh, Grey Cup was in Mexico City, how many of you would go? I think everybody would. Hard-pressed uh-huh. not to. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but this is getting ridiculous and silly, but that's okay. Yes. But I, like I said just a moment ago, I'd like to see some exhibition games down in the states to see how the interest is down there. We've yeah. done touchdown Atlantic. Let's do touchdown America. And and and, tried and you know did before haven't we? No, we haven't. No, we have. Well, we
0: used to have teams. We used to have teams in the United States of America. Okay.
1: Yes, I understand we had teams down there, but it wasn't done properly. You can't just expand the league by eight teams and expect it to exist. You need to. Ottawa, the expansion into Ottawa for the Red Blacks, almost destroyed the CFL's talent pool on the Canadian content. So you can't just throw a plethora of teams together and expect it to happen. Whether or not they have American or Canadian players on them, you can't just just start with 42 players who have never played CFL before. That's why this, the U.S. expansion failed miserably, is because the teams couldn't play football. They didn't understand the game. The coaches didn't understand the game. It's, they, they knew nothing about it. And it takes you more than two seasons to figure it out, and by then it, it had failed. Expand it with one team, put one team down there, exp- bring the players in, bring some coaches in from all the different teams in the CFL, and build a team. Okay? One at a time. And three years later, four years later, put in another team. I still don't think we need more than ten teams, but if you want to expand the the, the league, you have to do it one team at a time, four years apart. I agree. And, and, and or, go along that,
0: or along that concept, or along that concept.
1: And, and, and I'm not purporting it to be in America. I would just like to try nope. an ex- exhibition game in St. Louis, who just lost their, their Rams or whoever the hell they were. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? The, this is a football crazed city that just lost their team. I, I, I think the support would be like Baltimore. You remember Baltimore? The Colts left yep. Baltimore and uh and, and the Stallions went in there and they had solo crowds.
2: Yeah, tremendous support.
1: And and still have support for that team. The Baltimore Stallions fan club still exists today, what, thirty years later? 20, 25 years later, it's amazing, it's amazing, and good for them. Okay, let's talk some football. Not that, That's not what we haven't been doing. Okay, the first game of the week, week 19, is going to be absolutely meaningless. Sorry, did I say that loud? Toronto Argonauts are going to be playing the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, that is going to be a Friday night game. And uh, Charles has picked Montreal 35-17. to Will,
0: you're up. Well, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this game. I don't think Montreal is motivated. I think Toronto's guys are still looking for jobs, and I need to catch Charles. So I am going to go Argos 28, Montreal 26. 28-26,
1: Twenty-eight, 26, you're taking the Argos.
0: Okay, I do
1: not have scores from Mark. He's gone to bed. Uh, if he doesn't give them up before kickoff tomorrow, that's a good thing for you, Phil.
2: Um, Phil, go ahead. Pick your teams. Well, this Toronto-Montreal game has got some interest to it. Uh, you know, something that was overlooked last week, uh, I haven't seen anybody writing on it, and... Uh, and we forgot to talk about it, is that uh, S.J. Green joined both the 700 reception club and the 10,000-yard club last week, which I thought was pretty interesting and pretty impressive. And uh, But, you know, getting back to the game, I, I think that Montreal was very fortunate on offense in the last meeting, and, and the Argos are a rising team. So I I see Montreal winning a close one, Montreal 28, Argos 26. So, you picked the
1: same score Will just had, only backwards. Is that correct? Uh, you both picked uh, yeah, 28 I just, 26. I don't always listen closely to Will, I'll have to admit. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, I'm yeah. going to take the Argos Phil, on this one. Phil, who?
0: Phil, who? Phil, who? <laughs> yes, <Yeah, Phil? yeah. laughs> I
1: I'm going to take the Argos on this one because for two reasons. One, I think the law office of McLeod Bethel Thompson is a, a is, it's, it's got something to prove right now. He is starting, but I also know that um, Zach Caleros has been taking. Um, no, Zach Caleros has gone from there. Sorry. That's in Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. Just, I'm going with Bethel Thompson as a starting quarterback and uh, Montreal's. this is a nothing game for them. They're just going to put it up. And I'm going to go 32-24 for the Argos. Probably way too high, but what the hell. Okay, the next game is uh, uh, means everything for one team and means nothing for the other. We have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders into BC. BC has been eliminated from the playoffs. That's a fact. Uh, and they are with uh, without iron Mike, uh, Mike Riley is out with a couple of uh, plates and a couple of screws in his wrist. Uh, he had surgery a couple of days ago and, uh, he is gone for the season and, uh, possibly the beginning of next knows? it is his non-throwing hand. So we're, we're not too upset about, it. um, put a club on it. And let's play football. Quit being such a pussy, Mike, uh, tomorrow night game, uh, Saskatchewan and BC, Uh, Charles has BC taking this one 21 20. Uh, that's just a Homer pick. There's not a hope in hell that BC is going to beat Saskatchewan. Um, Saskatchewan needs this win to take it, take over first place. And, uh, they're, they're, they're going balls to the wall and BC has got nothing to prove. So William,
0: you're calling this. one. Yes. Yeah. Once again, um, you can take BC. It won't hurt my feelings. Char- 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 Charles must have been drinking in Vegas or something. Or it is a homer pick. Or I don't know if he's going to that game tomorrow or not. But is that Saskatchewan at BC? Yeah, it is. Um, once again, I'm still trying to catch Charles. So I am going to go Saskatchewan 26 and BC 14. And that's being generous. Yeah. Because they also have they also have their second string quarterback in there, whoever he is.
1: Danny O'Brien, the pylon.
0: So, Danny O'Brien. Okay. Yeah. So
1: this that, is not going to be an exciting game. Don't discount Brandon Bridge.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: I, I'm just bringing a little reality to the show no, right now. No, okay. And
0: I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Brandon Bridge hasn't played this year. So I'm nope. thinking he's been working extra hard on reading defenses and he's not gonna run the ball at all. He's just gonna throw it, baby. So maybe I should maybe I should pick B C. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Go ahead. Okay. Bill.
1: Up to you, buddy.
0: Well,
2: let me start out by saying that Danny O'Brien was beat out by Logan Kilgore last year in Edmonton. Yeah, I don't know. So it doesn't give me a lot of hope for the Lions at home. And How do you think I feel? On, <laughs> I understand. The, the Riders actually started out this week on Monday as only two and a half point favorites in this game. Really? In Vegas. Literally. Literally free money for those inclined. Uh, then it was three and a half on Tuesday and it yep. was five and a half uh, I see somewhere today, but the last I looked it was it's seven points on this game. It could be twelve. Think,
1: and I'd still take Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'd I I, I think I still take the seven points. But I'm not I'm not gonna borrow money to make that bet. But at, at Two and a half, I sure as hell would have. Yeah. So I'm going to th- take the riders twenty-eight, eighteen. Okay.
1: Well, here I am, stuck in the middle. What is it, jokers to the left and clowns to the right, or anyhow, steal your wheels? Uh, I, I'm going to have to take the BC Lions just because I'm a homer. And, uh, I'm going to be honest about this and I'm going to come in here and say that it's going to be BC 24 and the riders 28. No, I can't do that. That doesn't get, make BC the win. Um, 22, 24, 22 for the BC Lions. And, and and honestly, that's a Homer pick. Uh, I have no belief that that's gonna happen. I just can't I can't take Saskatchewan over the Lions. It just goes against everything. i I would just choke and die, and something bad would happen. Piano would fall out of the second story window and land on me or something. I don't know., uh, third game up, we've got another meaningless game, absolutely meaningless game. Where we have the Ottawa Red Blacks traveling to Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats have locked up first place in the the league, never mind uh, the Eastern Division, and Ottawa has been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, are is Ottawa playing for some pride? No, no, they're they're a they're the season. They have no pride they had any pride, they would have played some football this year. They didn't do that, so why do we expect them to do that now? Is Hamilton going to play all their starters? I wouldn't. Man, um, certainly not Dane Evans or that little shit Brandon, uh, Brandon Banks. But you never know. I'm not going to make shit up here. Uh, so Saturday afternoon game. Uh, Charles has this game 40-15 to 15 for the Tiger Cats. There's no love in here for Ottawa. Uh, Will, what are you gonna do? Is this gonna be a fifty burger? Well,
0: you know what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking everybody in Ottawa must have been excited when they announced today or yesterday that Desjardins and and, uh, and uh, what's Rick his Campbell? name, who's the coach in Ottawa, Rick Campbell, Rick are Campbell. gonna be back next year. Are gonna be back. Oh, was that next announced? Year. Oh yeah, that's what the owner just said.
2: Oh, it's somewhere there. I read it
0: somewhere. I read it somewhere. So there you go. There's no job openings in Ottawa except for a quarterback. And I don't know how many quarterbacks those two guys are going to attract. Maybe maybe Kevin Glenn will sign there again.
1: No, 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 no. Nah, Kevin Glenn pl- too busy playing Tim Hortons right now. Anyways,
0: it's a nothing game for uh, Hamilton. I wouldn't play their starters. But you know what? There's two or three games left. You can't get them. Let them get cold. But I'm still trying to catch Charles. So I'm going 20 for Ottawa and 16 for Hamilton.
1: Are you shitting me?
2: You're just going to no, fall behind Charles. You. You're going to fall nah, behind okay. Charles.
0: It's not a big deal, buddy. It's not a big deal.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch you. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to catch you. Well, yeah,
0: but I got to go opposite of Charles on every game, except for one, which I'll never go opposite on that team. So so I guess I'll have to beat him on the score. I'm going to catch you. Phil. Okay.
1: Ottawa in Hamilton.
2: Wolves and lambs, gentlemen. Wolves and lambs. I would even pick this spread wider, but Hamilton is going to get an opportunity, like you mentioned, Christopher, to play some of its depth players. So I'm not going to put a whole lot of thought and analysis in this game, but I'm going to say uh, Hamilton 34, Ottawa 20. Okay.
1: Uh, CJ is taking the Hamilton Tiger Cats on here, and I'm going to put the score 52-12. to 12. I'm going to get the golden ticket on this one. 52 to 12. Okay, and the final game has the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Calgary. The winner of this game is in first place. Ish. Okay. It's a big game. It's a big matchup. It's an important game. It is the game. This is going to be the game of the week. This, this is, both teams matter. This game matters to both of these teams. The Saskatchewan-BC game only mattered to Saskatchewan. None of the other ones mattered. This one is going to be a barn burner. We have Winnipeg in Calgary. Charles has this Calgary 29 Winnipeg eighteen. William, put your score up.
0: Well, you know, this is a funny game because I I'm sure those people that are not schooled in football out there are thinking, okay, Winnipeg beat Montreal last week. Ooh. And Calgary lost to Montreal. Ooh. So this game's gotta this game's gotta be a shoe in for 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 Winnipeg. Ooh. Okay. Which I don't know if that's the case. So um, they've played one game this year. Calgary lost that one game by two points with their second-string quarterback, um, and they and Winnipeg also had Matt Nichols. So this is a hard game to pick. I think they're both going to come out to play. This should definitely be the game of the week, and. I'm a homer. We all know that. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be 32 for Winnipeg, or sorry, for Calgary,
2: cool. Calgary,
0: and 14 for Winnipeg. Ooh, 14. I, I think Calgary, you're under- Calgary, Calgary has to win this game because if they end up tied at the end of the year, right now Winnipeg has got the advantage and you got to win these next two games or you don't win the season series. Yeah. No. And you need to beat the point spread. I just think you're
1: underestimating the Winnipeg defense. Personally. And that's okay. I'm good with that. Phil, let's see what you got on this one.
2: Well, I think you guys are right. This is the game of the week, or William, you, I think you're correct. Um, as I mentioned last show, I, I expect uh, these teams to split this series, uh, just much like the, the Riders and Bombers did in the uh, Labor Day Classic and the Banjole. And I agree with you, Christopher, that uh, that the Bombers' defense needs to be respected. And I may be picking Calgary with more points than they deserve here. When I pick these points, I'm thinking the Bombers are going to score a defensive touchdown, so maybe Calgary will too. So I'm going to take Calgary 28 to 22. Okay. Well,
1: I can't pick Winnipeg this year. Uh, I think Calgary's just a better team, and Winnipeg has been floundering around and flopping around like a dead fish or wannabe dead fish. Uh, Andrew Harris had a decent game last week, but they handed him the rock. Calgary does know how to stop the run. If they do stop the run, what is Strebler going to do? He might actually have to throw the ball. I don't think he's capable of doing that. And I'm going to take Calgary 32 to Winnipeg's 26. And that's how those games come together.
0: Explain to me how I'm underestimating Winnipeg's defense, and you pick the same score. Yeah, but I can do that. And there is, uh, just so you know, as far as Winnipeg's defense, there is rumors that Mr. Big Hill has not played practice this weekend. He may not play. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. So. So. It was but his birthday. it should birthday. be a good game. It might have just be been hung game. over. It should be a that good would, game.
2: It would matter if Calgary had a dominant running back. but They, they really don't. It would. I don't I don't think it's a big a deal playing against Calgary.
1: It would be nice to see Calgary with a running back. They just don't have anybody of sustenance. Well
0: they didn't Or a what?
2: Or a quarterback that can run too that you know, then then the middle linebacker becomes more important as well. And why we, why?
1: Why I, I we were talking we about, about Mitchell, this beginning of the season. Why Bolivai doesn't run.
2: With will, will doesn't, leave I doesn't not he? Doesn't need yes. to. So I, I want to. you
0: guys. I want you guys to watch the game this weekend, Calgary and and Winnipeg. And when Strevler goes to throw the ball, he looks like he's throwing a shot put. Okay, he really does. Uh, it's pretty funny to watch. And if you're interested at all, listen to the last. The last Horseman podcast because they do an impersonation of of Strevler that just made me cry. Okay, because it was hilarious. Okay. Anyways,
1: so that's the end of done, that, right? We're we're done the games. Oh, look, the weekly yes, picks. We Let's see what's happened here. Um. Everybody except Marshall Ferguson has picked the uh, Montreal Alouettes over the Argos. Ferguson took the Argos for some silly-ass reason. Don't understand. Don't understand. Oh, uh, so did I. So anyhow. Um, Saskatchewan is a is, is a runaway pick over the BC Lions. Hamilton is a runaway pick over Ottawa. And Calgary is a runaway pick over Winnipeg. Wow. If I was a stamp fan, I wouldn't be happy with that.
0: No, I don't like it either it Is that Phil trying to tack
1: up a lung? I was going to say, Phil. is
0: that you, Christopher? Is that no, you, that's
1: Christopher? not me, I'm
2: good,
0: I'm good. Oh, Okay.
2: Sorry, sorry, I couldn't find um, my mute button It's
0: okay um, No, the Winnipeg game is going to be really interesting Because I'm curious to see how Calgary stacks up and I still, I still, but now that I think about it, was Montreal's position set in stone last week or not? Montreal? It must have been. It must have yes. been. Yeah, it must have been because they lost.
1: Okay? It's been, it's been did, set in stone for a very, 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 very long time.
0: How did, how did Winnipeg beat Montreal? Is my question. They don't have a quarterback. And, and why wouldn't you try and stop the run And they didn't do it So Hello Yeah I don't know hello? I can't answer Oh it. you still there
1: oh, Of okay. course I'm here
0: the I'm on listening to the you other end.
1: Yeah sometimes okay. that bothers me cool. too
0: Yeah it bothers me too And I don't believe it but that's okay
1: What did it silent
0: So that you no. listen to me <laughs>
1: I, I, I do listen to you Once in
0: a while yeah, okay. Okay. I believe Okay.
1: You. No, I do. I write down your scores I talk to you about everything so else. Is yeah, this, no, I'm is listening to you. Not,
0: is this let me let me just make sure this is the truth, or was that last year? Is this not the first full season you have not been to BC game, Christopher? No. Or was that last year?
1: That was last in year. I yeah, I haven't so. been to a game in two years. In I, two years I this okay. is the this is the biggest drought. Last year I went. I, no, that last year I went to a BC Lions game in Calgary.
0: Right. Right. But so I, was, I, did, I I was going to say, and this year I had every intention of coming to a BC Lion game and meeting you and B C in Vancouver, but it just didn't present itself because there is no games I really wanted to go to.
1: Yeah, I know. Because
0: BC was getting shellacked so bad.
1: Yes, and and, uh, there wasn't really any games I wanted to go see, too.
0: There you go. So, maybe next year. Maybe next year. We'll see if I'm still alive. Yeah. Anyways, are are you trying to find a new subject or not?
1: No, well, yeah, I, I, we just had a new subject, and it was um, uh, David Naylor brought it up, and uh, the debate about XFL salaries versus CFL salaries is another reason why it would be a great would be great to have the salary dec- disclosure in the CFL. Doesn't help CFL's image when people can make sweeping untrue statements about how low the CFL salaries are, and. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I believe in full disclosure on this, and, and it too. should have been that way. I have no idea why they feel that they they have the right to 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 just dis- not disclose this. I mean, y- if you're going to put out Mike Riley's salary at seven hundred twenty-five thousand, why aren't you putting out the linebackers too, and 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 the DBs and everybody else's? So, um, you know, we know that that happens. We know that you know, what is not some that old lineman that we got, Suk Chung, is 260000 or something like that. I mean, yeah, so if we know what the best players are, why can't we know what every player is?
0: True that. I agree. Because, I mean, I do have some insider information on some young guy's salaries in the CFL, but I can't disclose that. And they're not as low as we think they are
2: I, they're yeah. not and the, you seen the uh the news release on the x f l salaries how eighty percent of players are yeah. going make sixty thousand
0: fifty five yeah. fifty five thousand or something like that
2: america yeah yep yeah.
0: yeah,
2: and so it is going to be nothing like the the other spring league that folded here before they got to the playoffs. Uh, they've probably got a better business model going. But they also, if you look at the players they drafted, and particularly a so bunch of the ex-CFLers there, they're not going to have the quality of product on the field that we have in the CFL either.
1: No. It's just, and and, and, it's and the, be, the whole thing about it is, is there's no way in hell that CFL players are going to be jumping over to the XFL until they've got two or three years of, of success in, in it. They, they'd be idiots to, to walk away from a CFL career right now. To go try something down there, and the league fold midway through the season. I mean, let's face it, the XFL the first time around only made it one year. This uh, this last spring league, whatever the hell I can't even remember its name, didn't even play the full season. I don't even think they got halfway through the season.
2: The guys that there could go goes. there are like like Bridge, you know, guys that we expected to be out of the league this year, but he, didn't he get signed by BC here the other day to form the yes. bench? Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. And, and, you know, there are some guys like that, and I see some of the quarterbacks they drafted, and it's the same thing. Uh, the only interesting quarterback I see is, is uh, a quarterback that played in, in, the, uh, in the other spring league, uh, who happened to be on the uh, Toronto, or sorry, on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders negotiation to, uh, uh, uh Louis Perez. And he looked great in, in uh, gosh, I can't remember the other spring league, you know, because it's gone. And he, he had some really good outings, and uh, I expected him to stick with an NFL team this year, but he, he did, he's not. And so I, there's a guy I would have loved to have seen in the PFL. If, if
1: if I remember correct, it was called the uh, American Alliance Football League.
0: Alliance, Alliance of American Football, Football League.
1: Something like that.
2: I watched quite a bit the of it. NFL. I watched at least a game a week, and – I enjoyed the play, and particularly seeing some of the players, like, like. Uh, although I didn't get to see Brad Boyko down there, and because he was mostly a backup in San Diego, I believe it was. But uh, I watched a few of the other CFLers and, and really enjoyed them, particularly a lot of guys that were particular or previous SEC conference players, who uh, uh, Chris Jones had brought up to the Riders as kind of prize pieces, you know, because he used to say he liked shiny objects, or shiny things. And those, those big stuffs were, uh, you see, we got to see them again, and they were, and they were real good stars in the AAFL. So I, I, just don't see,
1: I don't see the X, XFL hurting the CFL in the first three years. Okay, no, not at all. Is it, is it possible after that? Yes. But any an, anybody would be a fool to jump over there right now to walk away from a career here unless you're being kicked out like Brandon Bridge was or any, any of the other people who are just – we just know it's over for them. Like Jonathan Jennings. We know it's over for Jonathan Jennings and the CFL. No right-minded GM is going to take that kid and, and put him on, on a roster. Nobody. Okay? It can't be done. Could he – go down to the XFL and and play football down there. Yeah, I think he could. He could go in there, make a hundred grand a year and, and go off and be a star. You know, he didn't, (laughs) he didn't get to this level of the CFL by being a complete loser. He's got to be able to play some football. So maybe it's not the CFL game. Maybe it's four down football that he's going to be good at. Right? If you have a
2: promising CFL career in front of you, there's nothing attractive about about the XFL, even if you've got no. into the top 20% of paid players, because uh, something that gets overlooked here a lot is since the XFL was announced, uh, WWE uh, income has dropped by more than 20% over the last four business quarters. If the XFL does not turn at least break even in its first two years, I suspect the, the XFL will not be around very long, right?
1: Uh, won't hurt my feelings, but, you know, it doesn't upset me that they're starting a new league. Because okay? I'm confident that our league is, at this point in time, as solid as it's going to get. Ne- never exactly where we want it to be, but it's, it's pretty decent. Wow, who is this guy, and why would he even come up with this
0: concept? What are you talking about?
1: Um, I, I'll just read this to you because it's oh, I just did, lost it. Uh, just a sec, give me a second here, and I'll have it back. It's 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 one of the dumbest things that I've I've heard, and and which which. Is, it really has to be out there to, to say that it's one of the dumbest things ever. The, the CFL, will the CFL combine with the NFL? And honestly, if they did, the CFL should run it and officiate it. The NFL is corrupt. They make it so the bookies will win their pass interference calls are at least 10% right, not to mention all of the other calls, which should be reversed. In a lot of cases, teams cheating in a playoff game and Super Bowl, there's no disqualifications. Hi, hi, there's 22 comments to this, and like, seriously, why is there a comment on this? Most of them are really stupid, but but seriously, I mean, how, how, how do you put something like that out there?
0: <laughs>
1: well, this came out of left field oh god yeah moments before this post and there's a guy smoking crack Uh, okay Will you said you have some topics what do you want to what do you want to bring out
0: do I have topics I really don't have any topics but
1: you said we don't need an agenda, that
0: there's lots to okay, talk about, hey, and, okay, and, hey, and hey, I said it's going to be about up this. to you. Let's to... talk about this. I got something to talk about. Let's talk I'm, I'm, about I'm Alex here with Singleton. Alec... No, I'm CFL. not talking about, talk about, about Alex
1: Singleton starting in the NFL. For an American that they doesn't want to be a Canadian, and he's done nothing but shit on the CFL since he left here. Fuck that.
0: They didn't say that. They didn't what? say he was starting. He's on the active no, roster.
1: No, they, they put him on okay. the active roster.
0: Correct. Um, Who gives I, I a think, shit? I think Alex Singleton has done nothing but promote the CFL since he's been away, okay? Oh, um, my good just Lord. Because he said something, just because he said something about Simone Lawrence doesn't mean shit. But the reality of the matter is I don't think that the minimum NFL salary which is does anybody know
1: 400,000
0: 480,000 Yeah we'll we'll never see Alex Singleton for at least two or three years so that's that's um,
2: US dollars too that's that's uh,
0: yeah. multiplied by 1.33 Canadian that's 6 billion Canadian isn't it
1: Yeah, yeah. so exactly. 6 6.8 billion
0: um, Six point eight billion. Okay, um, so good on him. I like to see CFL players making the NFL. Although I'm not a big fan of the league, I like to see things like that happen. And I will definitely watch the game. I think it's Sunday night to see if he actually gets to play. Oh, it's
2: a Sunday night game There's, too.
0: Oh, that's that's going to be
2: really good. He's gonna yeah either play. either
0: a Sunday night or a Monday night. I can't remember which. <laughs>
1: you want you want to hear something but funny that. here? Yes. Calgary Stampeders are selling play- home playoff day- tickets, and it says for the Western semifinal or Western final game. What if they're they're like end up in third?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, which is possible? Something, Christopher. No, no, Christopher. With every season ticket package, you get a playoff ticket. Okay, as in that's part of your package. Okay. Yeah. So.
1: You, you don't have to so, pay for your playoff ticket?
0: Well, you do. It's in your season ticket package. They've done that every year for the last 10. That's how so confident no, they are sometimes.
1: There's no additional cost then?
0: Or it's just factored in? Probably not. In. Probably factored in. Probably factored
2: yeah. in. I'm hmm. pretty sure the BC Lions give one out too. Kind
0: of a waste of paper. And the ticket... And the ticket actually says good for Western final or semi-final. So. Okay. So, we'll see. you got to love a I, team I, with confidence, don't you?
1: Well, no. If it was they really had confidence, they would say for the Western final.
0: That's oh, cocky. yeah, I guess.
1: Right? That's, is that confidence or is that just being cocky?
0: Well, there's a fine line. There's a fine line. Okay. Mhm. But I'm thinking from I'm thinking from a business aspect, they're probably thinking I can charge them a little more for their season tickets. And if we don't have a playoff game, we still made some money. And if we do have a playoff game, no big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's the way they think. Okay. I don't
1: know. So, in in the beginning, I was talking about this guy who is new to the to our division or our, our 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 group. Group. Okay. And I, I just want you to know that when I Facebook is is really it's fake. It 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 it. it there's no reality in Facebook. Okay. It's whatever you want to do and whatever you what happens is happens, okay? And for the most part I understand that and for the most part people are people. But when you put yep. up a name that says Starboy King and that's okay, I can't take anything that you say fucking serious. Okay? Nothing are you making zero. Are you
0: are you making a confession, Christopher? What? That you have an alias online? No,
1: no, 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 if no. This is some guy King. named Starboy. If I had an alias online, I would come up with a much better name than Starboy King. And he what spelled if, King what if it's wrong.
2: Burner accounts. not your burner account? I
1: haven't had a burner account in a very long time. Okay. Um, so he says that the CFL should expand to Moncton, Quebec City, Windsor, Saskatoon, Victoria. And Thunder Bay,
2: boy, no, I' seen that that was ridiculous
1: and I, I, when you when your name is Starboy King, why would you even respond to this? It has a hundred and five comments. It, it 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 boggles the mind. And, and well, they're, you they're, never
0: know.
1: I don't I know why.
0: Might, he, he, he might have a point. After all, Thunder Bay does have a hundred and ten thousand people as the population. <laughs> they probably have nothing to do on the weekend. Okay. Other than drink. So, there's a possibility.
1: You mean it's kind of like Regina?
0: Just think of the rivalry there would be between the bombers and the Thunder Bay jackhammers or something, right?
1: Uh, Somebody had a name for them. Thunderbolts or something. Thunder Thunder Bay Bay Thunderbolts.
0: That's original. Thunder Bay Thunderbolts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No. You never know, maybe he's thought of a good business plan for all of those cities. Maybe we should have maybe we should invite him on the show one night and discuss it with him. What do you think?
1: Because I can't reach through the phone and bitch slap him.
0: <laughs> uh, that's too funny.
1: Okay? Like seriously.
0: Okay, so let's make some predictions here.
1: We just really did, quickly. didn't we? Montreal is going to beat Toronto no, no, or is Toronto no, no, is going no, to no. beat Montreal?
0: No, no, no. No, no, no. Phil. Phil, What's, what are the Western standings going to be at the end of the year?
2: Oh, this is tough. I should have thought about this before you asked me. Um, it's... it's Oh, it's hard to call. Winnipeg's got to win, got to split this series at least to be in favor for the Riders. And I don't believe that Winnipeg's going to sweep this series. Not even going to go there. Um, I do believe the Riders can beat, beat BC and beat Edmonton back to back. So I I still think the Riders probably in first if 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 the split comes through for for uh, Calgary and Winnipeg. So I am going to predict the riders in first place overall. Surprise. And uh, Calgary in second.
1: Calgary's going to take two of the next three. Guaranteed. Are they going to take three of the next three? That's highly possible. Um... Winnipeg only has two games left. Both of them are against Calgary. If they win one more game this season, they'll be very fortunate. They're not going to win two. Uh, Riders play BC and then back to back with Edmonton. Edmonton's going to split that. So Saskatchewan's going to end up with two. Calgary's going to end up with two. They're going to be tied for first place. Now it's going to come down to the, the season series. And at this point in time, Calgary holds the hammer, don't
0: they? No, no, Calgary won the season series already.
1: Yeah. So, Calgary, Stampeders in first, Saskatchewan with the same record in second, and Winnipeg is in third. Now, with Edmonton in, in fourth in the crossover. Now, my prediction for the East would be Hamilton in first, Montreal in second, And Edmonton crossing over. (laughs) I know I'm really going out on a limb here. It's an amazing crystal ball you have, Christopher. uh, You know, Uh it's taken a lot. I I got a supercomputer here that's helping me pick these teams. And, uh, yeah, we really had a problem with that one. But, yeah, I think it's going to be Hamilton, Montreal, Edmonton in the east. Good Lord, help me. So you know what we should talk about now is: Are we going to get Mark Wendell back on the show before the end of the season?
0: Yes, we are, because I did send him a text.
1: Okay. <laughs> did you call him and, a pussy?
0: <laughs> I asked him. Because I
1: don't think well, that works.
0: That, no, <laughs> no. I asked him. I asked him if you didn't like him or if he didn't like you anymore. And uh, uh, let's see. Who care if he
1: likes me anymore? Does he like me any less?
0: My comment was, yo, Mark, where the fuck you been? Is there a problem? And he replied, nope, been working every day at 4.30 a.m. Today is day 16 of the last 18. I said, uh, is this going to change anytime soon? And he said, supposedly slower next week, so hoping to be on. But that was last week, and he decided to go to North Dakota. So, I was going to say, probably so
1: how does he work 16 of the last 18 games when he's in North Dakota?
0: Well, I'd probably rather go to North Dakota than be on the podcast too. But that's just me. Have you ever been to wow. North Dakota, Christopher? It's a humdinger no. of a place.
1: Is it a humdinger of a place?
0: Humdinger. Oh, is that, oh, that yeah. where Longmire Long, is from? Nope, no, no, oh, right. it's it's where it's where it's where Winnipeg people go for cheap shopping. It's only I think it's an hour and a half away from Winnipeg. So so, so Winnipeg is an
1: hour and a half away from the U.S. border because North Dakota is the border.
0: So, yes, everybody goes there that, if you live in Winnipeg.
1: I'm I'm an hour and a half away from the U.S. border where we moved to. Yeah. I was, the U.S. border was my back property line when I was living in Abbotsford. I, I, my uh-huh. dogs went in. I used to train my dogs to go in America and take a shit. <laughs> Did you have a tunnel, Chris? No, no. No, I didn't have to. I just walked across the fence line. There, there, There is no border You know people really look at it And they go well what's that And I said that's America Really? And I said yeah that's America What if I walked over there And I said you get shot Don't do it Brings back Brings too much attention I don't like the attention Yeah no, I don't know how many times I had American helicopters Over in my house Looking for bad people
0: Okay, well, so was, that's kind we should of be talking about football and not the American border. Who's the MVP this year, guys? MOP. 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 MVP is
1: the standout of the Grey Cup game. MOP is the standout of the season. Thank pe- you for educating get, me. Oh, great! One. Pe- people, people cannot get keep that one straight. MOP. Who is the MOP this season? Oh, my good Lord. I have no idea.
0: Same as the rookie of the year. I have have the same thoughts.
1: What? I have no idea?
0: Who is the MOP this year?
1: I, I would, you know, the front runner honestly would have to be Cody Fajardo.
0: Is he the leading passer?
1: No, Mike Riley is.
0: Okay, why not pick Mike Riley then?
1: Because he's missed the playoffs two years in a row, and people can't do that. Okay. and And besides that, uh, Cody Fajardo will be end up being the, the number one passer because he's only he's he's 250 yards behind Mike Riley right now and he's got to play three football games. So you know unless he's, he he gets 80 yards per game in passing. He's he's going to win. He's going to be the number one, because McLeod Bethel Thompson is the, is in fourth. Trevor Harris is out. Mike Riley's out. That's the one and two. Okay. I mean Trevor Harris was the runaway favorite for most yards in the season. He he hasn't thrown a pass since week twelve, and he's still in Well, in, and in place. the
0: beginning, in the beginning he was on pace to throw for six thousand yards.
1: I know. So, you know, it did.
0: I, I, if I had to pick somebody, and I desperately do not want to pick this guy, but I have to, I guess. Brandon Bridge? Or not Brandon Bridge, Brandon Banks. Brandon
1: Banks?
0: He has had a really good year.
1: It's not had that a
0: really good, good a year. Yeah, but he's isn't he top of the league, not... or where are the standings?
1: When He's number Tennessee
0: two. Right He's now.
1: number two.
0: He's number two. Who's He's number two. one?
1: Brian Burnham. Who's number
0: one. Yeah, he can't be MOP for the same reason Mike Riley can't be M O P. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yet yet he is the number one receiver.
0: I agree. Brand
1: Brand Brandon Banks ha, is is behind him by nine ninety yards. But Brian Burnham's still playing, so
0: Okay, so can we throw Trevor or can we throw Andrew Harris in there or no?
1: I don't think you can. I honestly, don't okay.
0: think you. can. Let's see. Uh, and a I lot know, of the sports writers, a lot of sports writers say you can, but they're still not going to vote for him. No, because they're pussies. So. Yeah,
1: I, he, he will be in. He'll be in the runnings. He will be there. Like nominated or whatever however it works but i just don't think he's going to get enough votes to do it he's going to get votes
0: i just don't think he's going i to know get he enough. is yeah
1: right i just don't think he's going to get enough and uh, i'm sure what's you know,
0: his name from winnipeg will vote for him the old guy what's his name <laughs> bob irving bob irving or to, was, or Todd which
1: one are you he, talking about
0: Bob Irving was the sportscaster in Winnipeg when I lived there 32 years ago. Okay. Like the guy must be 106.
1: So if you look at it, Andrew Harris has played uh, 14 games. He has 1261 yards. The next guy in line is CJ Gable, who's played 14 games and he has under
0: a thousand. So Andrew Harris
1: right. is, is up there and just walking
0: away from this. And and um, how many and how many receiving yards does he have? Uh
1: he's not that many. Not that many. Not as many as he's had in the past. I think you gotta go way down here. Andrew Harris is uh four hundred and eighty seven yards receiving.
0: That's uh, number isn't that number twenty nine on the list. Is it, isn't he the number one receiver in Winnipeg? (laughs) No, um,
1: you're very close. Kenny Lawler and Darvin Adams both have, uh, 537 and, and 529 respectively. So he's only 30 yards behind them. Wow. 60 yards. He could be
0: their number one receiver because Darvin Adams isn't playing this week.
1: He could be the number one receiver. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, I know, and, and they're still in the Grey Cup hunt, and they, they've got two players over 500
0: yards, two receivers. Mm-hmm.
1: How, how is that even remotely possible? Once,
0: once again, how many times has Will said, how do you shut the Bombers down? <laughs> stop the run. You stop the running game. Okay, <laughs> 1,400
1: yards, I'm, is I'm Brian just... Burnham. And let's just go down this list here. Matt Nichols.
0: Biggleton, I think, is number three, isn't he?
1: In passing or receiving, should I say? Yeah, in
0: receiving, yeah. Uh,
1: Yes, Reggie. Reggie Biggleton is number three. Uh, Braylon Addison from Hamilton. And then Shock Evans from Saskatchewan. Greg Ellingson, uh Edmonton, Darrell Walker from Toronto, uh Dominic Rimes for Ottawa. In fact it you know it's it's you pretty much just it it's spread right out. Yeah. So second. I mean best, if you're um, talking
0: if you're talking man. the best players from the East and the West, you gotta you gotta pick Andrew Harris and you gotta pick Brandon Banks. and i mean there was rumors beginning of the year that willie willie jefferson would be in there but he's kind of chilled out lately yeah
1: yeah no it's it it's it's a tough one there is no there is no clear cut winner here there's nobody running away with it
2: who are you guys liking for rookie of the year
1: i don't even know one
0: i don't even i, I, I don't even either
1: I, I couldn't even tell you. Even I got a close short to list of, uh, 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 of a yeah, couple, yeah, uh, um, uh,
2: I wouldn't know who they were. Got the right guard in Saskatchewan. No. Sorry. Who? Get me now because he's not going to even start this weekend with Philip exactly. Blake back on the roster.
1: So, so let's just go. Who? Who? The guy who plays with Mega Red
2: in the. I, I, got a, uh, I, I do have the, a better question. New movie.
0: Defensive uh, MVP.
2: Sheffley, Dakota Shepley, UBC product.
0: He's an offensive
2: lineman,
0: uh, I, isn't he?
2: I don't think Danny Evans is a rookie. Technically, nope. I think he's a second-year CFLer. So he would be my pick because, but I don't—I just don't think he qualifies. Yeah, I know he came in the league in 20, and uh, oh. but there's a there's a receiver in Hamilton, uh, Raylan Addison. Yeah, yeah. I just, that's my runaway he's, favorite
0: right
2: now. I I would
1: have to say that if if he's the he's not, if he's, he's a not, rookie,
0: he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. Oh. He played last year. He, he played last year.
2: Sorry guys, I was talking away and I couldn't hear you guys. And I, I thought you were listening, and then realized my speaker wasn't turned on. You're probably trying to cut oh.
0: me off. We were. It wasn't working. No, yeah. We were cutting you off. It was working.
1: It was working. <laughs> And anyhow, um, yeah, I just don't think there's any. I mean, the rookies who nobody knows who they are, anyhow. So I don't know whether that's a valid discussion. I will ask you a question, though: Who's coach of the year? There has not been an outstanding rookie this year. No. So who, who who's coach of the year? Well,
2: there's three good choices.
1: I think there's only one, but that's
2: beside. Who who are your three? I like uh, Craig Dickinson. Of course you do. I like, uh, in Montreal, I like the ex winnipeg Blue Baller quarterback, Kahari Jones. Kahari Kahari Jones. Yep. Yep. And in Hamilton, I like the the other rookie coach. Orlando Steinauer. Orlando Steinauer. And uh, I I think it's going to come down between those three.
1: I, I think the most um, amazing job as a coach without question has been kahari Jones the, the The miraculous things that he's done in Montreal, with no owners, with your GM being fired, with being your your head coach being fired in training camp. all the turmoil, and he puts together a winning season. I, you don't have to win a Grey Cup to be the best coach. That, that to me, was the best coach.
0: And my argument for Karhari Jones is exactly what you said. Plus, plus, you know, one of the things that nobody talks about is he retained all of... Uh, who was the head coach there last year? Uh, Mike gone? Sherman. He retained all of Mike Sherman's assistants.
1: Yes, including yep. his son.
0: And and that's right. And look what they've done. Okay. Yeah. They've turned that and, around big time.
1: And and I will but, add one more thing. He still has the intern coach label.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's probably just because he doesn't have an owner. I would assume. Yeah, and maybe Kari but, has an agent. And, and I mean, but you can make an argument for Orlando Steinhauer because was it in training camp or just before training camp that, uh, what's his name left? What's his June name? June Jones. Their head coach from last June Jones from last year. Um, yeah, it was January. So, and they did lose uh, Jerry, Jerry Glanville in the offseason. As the defensive coach, um, and they or Mike or sorry Dickinson in Saskatchewan, look what he's done. But I tend to wonder if that's if if that would have happened with Chris Jones this year. But who knows,
2: fellas? When you look at it though, all three of these head coaches that we're talking about to be coach of the year, they all had retained and came into the season with established coaching staff, uh, with the exception yep. of maybe the defensive coordinator in, 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 uh, in, uh, or in Hamilton. But of course, Orlando Seinhauer may actually be a uh, sharper defensive mind than, than, the coordinator that left as well. Uh, and certainly more up to date. So, uh, it's kind of something that It's good to see in the CFL is, uh, is uh, promotion to head coach rather than a head coach, you know, GM coming in and hiring a whole new staff. And we've seen how that worked with the BC Lions this year. uh, We've seen work like that in other places, you know, when you hire that whole new staff, just like with the riders in 2016, you're going to struggle for a season. uh, You know, and
0: I know, I know, I know know Christopher's going to bark at me when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think uh, Dave Dickinson's done a great job this year. With I'm not going to bark
1: with, at you. I just don't think that he's, he's with, done anything special.
0: With 70 percent difference in his roster this year,
2: <laughs> can't argue with you there, so, William. Yeah. Uh, I predicted the the Stampeders to do a little bit worse than than what their outcome has been in the end here, particularly with Bo Levi. Mitchell going down for much of the season. You can't leave Dave Dickinson out of the consideration. I just don't think that he would be voted this year. He he, he may very well deserve it. That's a good point. Uh, You Uh, know, I I, 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 I said at the beginning
1: of the season, Calgary was the team to beat. I have no doubt in my mind that they still are at the end of the season. And uh, so Dickinson was expected to do all of this. I mean, he didn't do anything that wasn't already done with that team. He didn't get it completely revamped. He didn't get completely new coaching staff. He didn't get it, it. It just, yeah, yeah, there were pieces missing, and this year was a challenge, and you could see that it was a challenge for him because of the way that the the Stampeders ended up. But it, it, he didn't do anything miraculous. Kahari was Arbuckle. miraculous. What, what, what's that, Phil? Uh, uh,
2: Dickinson won with a quarterback named Nick Arbuckle. I yeah. That was pretty miraculous.
1: No, that's not miraculous. Not with the way the system that the Calgary Stampeders have in place. They could put anybody in there and they're going to win football games. Might not win them all, but they're going to win football games because Calgary has the best system in place, without question, far none unarguable
0: okay so so let's all agree with Kahari Jones as the head coach coach of the year
1: i i'm I'm there okay I can accept that okay
0: so here's a here's a an award I'd like to have but but I don't think they'll ever have it. Here's a good one. who is the free agent that was the biggest bust this year?
1: Micah Johnson. I
0: I won't say that. I would tend to agree. Sook Chung wasn't that big of a deal either.
1: Sook Chung was right up there.
0: Sook Chung was the man, yeah. I I guess maybe, I don't know, I guess you couldn't say Mike Riley. I don't think Mike Riley was a bust. He's he's leading
1: the league in, in passing right now.
0: Right, Just because the right.
1: team was no fucking good around him, you can't blame him.
0: <laughs> well, I guess I guess we can't throw Devon Claybrooks in there as coach of the year either.
1: No, we cannot. <laughs> um, no, okay. Didn't think you, so. you could you? There could be some arguments to Willie Jefferson being a bust.
0: Yeah, I I don't think he's got the same pizzazz that he had when he was in Saskatchewan. To be no. honest with you. Um. And I'm just thinking, and Phil, you can probably comment on this, why didn't they give Willie Jefferson the money and not Mika Johnson? That is an interesting question. And I, I would have kept Willie Johnson over Mika, but
1: they, obviously they didn't think that was a good idea.
2: Yeah, Willie nope, Jefferson's uh, decision apparently was, was made before free agency arrived, and uh, we, we don't know why And what what else? There, we'll, we'll probably hear something down the road about that. But uh, by the same token, he signed a one-year contract. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in green and white next year. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Micah Johnson is follow uh, uh, was it, uh, Dennis's. Uh, Derek Dennis path Derek Dennis has back to the Calgary Stampeders either. Um, if if his is a one-year contract, which I think it is as well, so. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah,
0: I, I but I, I just don't think, you know what, Calgary I don't think has missed Beacon Johnson this year. So.
1: I, I don't see them, them giving him any big money to come back to Calgary. Nope. I I don't, I don't think Huff's going to do that. You want to come back Not to your I old can. salary? Yeah, we'll, well, you can come back. But don't be expecting the world from us.
0: And it's funny because i watched Mika Johnson play this year, and I think one of the biggest problems Saskatchewan has is they tried to make him do certain things, and I've seen him as a stand-up defensive end and so on and so forth this year. He's not that player, okay? Mika Johnson is meant to be in the middle, and he's meant to take on three guys, and he makes everybody else better around him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if, if, if you're taking people out of their comfort zone or out of where they, the position that they were good at. I mean, look at Suk Chung. Suk Chung is a phenomenal run blocker. Okay? He opens holes. Fact. Okay? So you get the BC Lions. He gets to BC. You're paying them a quarter million dollars a year. And you don't run the ball. In what world Mm -hmm. does that make sense? You didn't need Sook Chung. Well, and
0: I I compare Suk Chung to Derek Dennis two years ago when he went to Saskatchewan. And, and, uh, you know, the, the year before when he went to Saskatchewan, Charleston Hughes made him look normal, okay? Ran all over him. And so he came back to Calgary, and he's played well in Calgary. Once again, it's the system and the guys around you. Yes. Yeah. Or they know. His, or they know. Or they know his limitations. I guess.
1: I don't know. It, it's Man, it's it. a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, who's the biggest bust? This year, not necessarily free agent, but biggest bust. Nobody.
0: Dom Davies. No, I have three. Yeah, but Dom Davies wasn't even. So no, nobody expected
1: Dom Davis to do anything.
2: Okay. He, he How came about? Out in week one and two and. Played some really really good ball, and we've never seen anything like that since we were we were talking about him as an all star, and, and then he just fell flat.
1: But you you were I was never talking about him being an all star.
0: There's no maybe way. Maybe for the first maybe for the first three weeks, because yeah. nobody had a book on him. Yeah. Okay. Because he hardly played uh, in Winnipeg or wherever else he was. Hey, you you want to hear my biggest buzz, Christopher?
1: Yeah, I'm listening.
0: Bolted by mine. Mitchell. Bolted Bo Mitchell.
1: Mitchell. No.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. You mean I the 700 million dollar you
1: know. man that gets put in the IR so that Huff can save some salary cap?
0: Yeah, exactly. what a bunch of bullshit that is. Um, but uh, no, he hasn't played as well as he has in the past. He just hasn't.
1: No, you mean he's actually showing his true colors.
0: No, he hasn't played as well as he has in the past. It's that simple.
1: He does not have the team around him that he has in the past.
0: Yeah, I'll go with Christopher
1: and Aaron. He he does not make the Calgary Stampeders better. The Calgary Stampeders make him better. And and, and the Calgary Stampeders aren't that good of a team as what they were last year, the year before, the year before that. So then then Bo Levi Mitchell is not as good as what he was last year, the year before, because the team isn't making him better. Okay. The the real question is what would the BC Lions have been like this year without Mike Riley? Because he definitely made them a better team. Oh my God. They were, they were, they, they were a dumpster fire as it yeah, was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't be any worse with Mike Riley. And and it doesn't, Christopher, like you thought out maybe they would have had to run the ball and maybe got some
2: no some utilization out of soup chunks. It
0: it it doesn't matter how many yards Mike Riley throws for, if you don't win games, you're not a good team and and anybody could have went in there and gotten sacked sixty three million times and still yeah. lost all those games. So I mean let's face I, it if, and and I don't want to put I don't want to put Auto, or BC down, but who did they beat this year? Ottawa, Ottawa, Toronto. Um, what was their big win of the year? Montreal. One? Montreal, there you go. And that was a rookie coaching mistake. That's yeah. why they won.
2: When you yeah, play from behind, so. you tend to rack up a lot of passing yards as well.
0: Right, because you don't run the ball.
1: The uh, my my biggest bust James Wilder
2: Jr.
0: James Wilder Jr. has been a bust since his first season. Yep, yeah, he's got two seasons of busting now. Like I'm shocked that they didn't cut that fucking guy. So just saying, but but going back to what you guys said earlier, I think James Wilder Jr. would look great as a stampeder.
2: Like you said he fits the mold of that type of the type of running back that, that uh, the stampeders can utilize um, yep. more of that bigger bigger back yep like yep. that Canadian that uh, performed so well there last weekend and and he's not a highly skilled player either and if you were to take uh, James Wilder jr and put him into that scheme that the Calgary stampeders are running I think he would have a lot of success that's a really
0: good point will I agree. I agree Okay But I mean No matter what Dave Dickinson does Dave Dickinson always thinks Past Past first Okay So And look at that. We've managed to kill a whole two hours, Christopher, talking about nothing at all. Nothing at all. Yeah.
1: So. It's almost over. Almost. So, anything else before we wrap this thing up? Because we've got about three minutes left. I guess I can do this. Watch Ah. this. Watch this. This this. This is the three minute warning. (laughs) I got to do it Okay Hey I got
0: a quick couple I got a quick couple of shout outs Here you go Chris Luthala Where are you? Yeah buddy Where are you? Mark Mark Rettall Where are you? North Dakota Okay Charles Cliff is in Las Vegas (laughs) Las Vegas (laughs) I can't Ziga. believe
1: that he won't won't take a take some pictures in the strip clubs for us. I mean what a pussy, eh? He's afraid of the bouncers. I bet you
0: I bet you a thousand bucks he didn't get near a strip club. Not with no. his wife there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what he took a picture
2: out front of a Baskin Robbins or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, and that's not my did, my, he, my He did go to the Hash House of (laughs) Gogo. He did go to the Hash House of Gogo, which is great food. Yeah. My idea of a great trip to
2: Vegas would probably involve I'm just guessing, I don't know, it's been a while since I've been there. Probably involve strip clubs and I would at least take a picture of the outside of the joint. Just so my buddies knew I was enjoying myself.
1: Hang on, hang on, hang on,
0: hang on. We don't have time to hang on.
1: Okay, well, I guess I'll just close it up because she just said that she's got 90 seconds. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 404. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we got to talk football. My dear friends, Phil and Will. Will and Phil? I don't know, there's gotta be something going on there. We could we we could we could play around with that one for a long time and come up with something decent. Uh Charles is absent, Mark is absent, uh Chris we haven't heard from all season or at least since preseason. Anyhow. Um you guys take care. Enjoy your football this weekend, tomorrow night's games, two of them, Saturday night games, two of them. And uh we'll be back to you Sunday night. Uh Phil, take it away. Say
2: good night. Good night, everybody. If you can't make it out, to put your butt in the seats, tune in to TSN both Friday and Saturday. Enjoy the football
1: and on the radio and Sirius XM.
2: William.
0: Good night, everybody. It should be a fantastic weekend of football, and the next three weeks should be fantastic football. So make sure you watch. And I'm not it's going to Exciting football out, this time of year. I'm not going to say go Al's because I voted against them this week. So go BC, go Winnipeg, go somebody. Go Stamps. There we go. That's what I'll use. Okay.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah, in my dentist's office.